Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of The Blue Family Life. My name is Mars, and I'm your host. I actually had plans to talk about another topic today, but I came across an article a couple of days ago that caught my attention. Not really in a good way, though. More in a, what the hell, we're really going here, kind of way. Which shouldn't really surprise me considering the PC and cancel culture that seems to be running rampant in our society right now. So the article is from Time magazine, a publication I used to respect, now not so much. It was written by Eliana Doctorman, and the article is called, We're Re-Examining How We Portray Cops on Screen. Now it's time to talk about superheroes. Oof, you can already tell where this is going, right? The reason, well, a big part of the reason why this caught my attention is because I love superhero movies in general, as I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. I love movies and TV shows based on comic books. So let me give you some highlights of this article. Just a few. These were some of the points mentioned. She writes about how the cops are almost always framed as the good guys in action movies, and the bad guys are usually people of color. And how now we need to look at our superheroes, who typically carry out their own form of justice, usually through violence, working as vigilantes or as an extension of a broken justice system with little to no oversight. And of course, the Punisher was brought up, the brutal, rogue anti-hero, and how his symbol has been adopted by some members of the police and the military. She also mentioned that the creators and stars of most of these movies have mainly been white men, and the stories hardly ever explore the issues of systemic racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, and other forms of bigotry. Movies like Blade and Black Panther were also mentioned, with Black Panther being credited for showcasing racial injustice as the centerpiece of its movie. There was also a special mention of Watchmen, the one on HBO, which is a series. Although I will say the Watchmen movie from 2009 was severely underrated in my opinion. If you're a fan of superhero movies, give that a watch in addition to the HBO series. Anyway, the article goes on and on. I'll link it on my social media if you want to read the full article for yourself. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Blue Fam Life. Not that I want to bring more attention to this article than it actually deserves, but let's be real. I'm a brand new podcaster and there will probably be only three people who will listen to this episode, one of them being my mom. Hi, mom. But if you're listening, you should always review the material yourself before you make a judgment, so I will link it on my social media. And before I go on, let me make the most important point here. These characters are not real. The Punisher isn't real. Batman isn't real. Black Panther isn't real. And a lot of people watch superhero movies for entertainment. A lot of comic book fans watch superhero movies to see these characters that they have consumed for years through the pages of their favorite comics come to life on the big screen. Now, I know this may seem like common information, but I just want to make that clear because it seems like the times we live in today, some people have a hard time making that distinction or find correlation where there is none. 
The stories of superheroes are a lot more intricate and nuanced to those familiar with their comic book origins. A movie can only show so much, and the writer acknowledges that most people consume these kinds of materials through movies. Even so, there's so much to criticize with this written piece. Many of us familiar with X-Men, for example, recognize these stories do not just gloss over the concept of discrimination and bigotry. Or how in Frank Miller's The Dark Knight, Superman is tasked with keeping Batman's use of force in check. Or that on the surface, these superheroes are just an allegory. But look, arguing against this Time article is not the main focus of today's episode. I brought it up because it's one of the latest examples that I've seen of what is happening around us with cancel culture, the erasure of anything that might be offensive, and nitpicking certain elements of a story or situation to fit your narrative. When you start peeling away at the politically correct onion, it becomes more and more pungent. We've now cancelled cops and live PD, there were calls to remove the police puppy from Paw Patrol, TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine scrapped several episodes that were already filmed to start over, Lego halted marketing of its products related to law enforcement, and now we need to reconsider how we portray superheroes in movies and TV. What's next? Will video games like SWAT 4 and Max Payne be recalled? Will costume stores stop selling police uniforms? I really think some costume stores will actually do that come Halloween. So no more sexy cop for you. Anything that seems to either be favorable to the police or unsettling to minority communities suddenly becomes a liability. We live in a time where so many people act based on their knee-jerk reaction. It's like when you're in the doctor's office and he does that knee reflex test where he taps on your tendon with a reflex hammer and you then punch him in the face because he caused your knee to jerk. That's how it is now. And there's no better place to see this all unfold than on social media. Oh, this person said or acted in a way you deemed racist? Let's blast it on social media so others can jump on the bandwagon. Let's expose them, shame them, dox them, and make them lose their jobs. They don't deserve it anyway. This is what is happening right now. And if you're police, forget about it. You're guilty by virtue of simply wearing the badge. The police are irredeemable in the eyes of some, because the very system itself is rotten, and families of police are just as complicit. I've heard some conservatives say that they don't talk about or reveal that they are conservatives in the workplace or certain social settings because they don't want to deal with the backlash or become a target. And I'm sure this is the case for some liberals too. But I find this is something that is starting to happen in certain Leo families. Some family members of law enforcement don't necessarily advertise their son, husband, cousin, or whatever are Leos because they don't want to deal with the backlash and they don't want to be a target. I know of a family that removed the Blue Line sticker from their car, so they won't receive any unnecessary attention. It doesn't mean they're not proud of the work, but because so many in the public are so quick to judge, it's just easier to keep a low profile. To simply express support for law enforcement, even if you or your family are not in the profession, can come off as controversial, controversial, 
and invites opinions about all the wrongdoings of the police. And this attempt to censor, erase, or minimize law enforcement from our TVs, our toys, our movie theaters is just cowardice. And no, this is not just these companies reading the room. The loudest ones in the room do not represent everyone in that room. It is a way of silencing the very people being criticized. I remember when a local news channel conducted a poll recently. This was a local news channel for me, where I live. There was so much coverage at the time about defunding the police, and it was heavily covered by the media. But when the results of that local poll came out, something like 97% of people that were polled were against defunding the police, even to the surprise of the local newscaster. This is an example of the power of the media. There was so much coverage about the protests to defund the police, about the movement to defund the police, that a person can actually start to believe this is what the majority wants. Until you take a closer look, until you start talking to individuals, and you find the answers are not so black and white. What happens when you remove a TV show like Live PD? A show that helped to humanize police, in my opinion, that showed police on an individual level. I remember they had these short segments where the camera person would sit in the passenger seat of the cruiser with the officer driving to a call somewhere, and the officer would talk briefly about how he got into law enforcement and why he got into law enforcement. If you ever watched Live PD, I think you'd know what I'm talking about. Without these real-life stories for mass consumption, what people see of police is what is shown on the news channels and social media. And what is mostly shown on the news channels and social media? I think you know. And the thing is, even without police TV shows, toys, or whatever, the men and women who wear the badge will still do their jobs. They will still be members of your community. What the police can't do without, though, is support. We're seeing what happens when police do not get the support of local leaders. Now, I myself may not be able to convince a certain mayor or governor to stand up and speak out on behalf of all the good police officers out there. I may not be able to convince Hollywood executives to keep showing programs that show what officers deal with on a daily basis and the many positive interactions that happen. But I can show support at home. I can speak out and defend the people I know do their very best to do a job at such a hard time. This is something that most Leo families do all the time. What do you think about what I've said today? Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Blue Fam Life and leave your comments there. This wraps it up for today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to listen to all my future episodes uploaded weekly. And for those of you listening, have a happy 4th of July weekend.